Greetings, dear ones. I am Kryon of Magnetic Service. I come in quickly. For the meld which my partner has is absolute. And before we take the questions, I want you to know that what you see before you is a system. Not something that is odd or unexplainable or unattainable, but a system. It is the system of communications between the other side of the veil and yours. And that veil that you keep talking about is not an obscure thing. It is simply a dimensional barrier. And that barrier moves with belief. Therefore, what we are telling you is that any human being in the room can push through the barrier. They can push through the barrier and still be in 3D. Because you have a cellular structure which is built and designed to be quantum. Therefore, as you receive these kinds of energies in this place that is designed from the beginning for this reception, there is a meld of dimensionality that keeps you safe in your three-dimensional reality and yet expands the multidimensionality of God. You have a foot in both places. And the voice you hear right now has his foot in both places. For his body continues to do the things that it was designed to do. Corporally, he is still in 3D. But that which is his quantum field is now expanded. It touches that which is his higher self, which is then the portal that opens on my side. And when he began this, there was no linear kind of message that you're hearing now. There were intuitive thought groups that made no sense at all. The exercise you just did was for you to understand what it feels like to have an intuitive thought group. And sometimes it was synchronistic for your group and sometimes it was not, but always it was on purpose. And what the teacher has not told you is sometimes the intuitive thought group that you were asked then to give the message to, to someone else, is your own message. Spirit gives these things to you in a way that is not linear and you then have to discover what it is about. And you do that for a number of years and it comes into focus. It becomes more linear, more understandable until then you have what you hear now. A succinct message built for the room, built for those who are here. 
and others who might then gain enlightenment from its content. And so this is the message that it's synchronicity that often drives truth and solution and the joy of life. <laughs> May we have the first question. Does Cryon see events that happen in the world as either being good or bad? Thank you, dear one. For you expose something that is difficult and only would be taught in what we would call advanced teaching of knowledge. It is a good room then to expose this. For the answer is not necessarily what you would expect. There is no linear value system with spirit. Despite all of the things that you have been told about what is good and what is bad and the results of it, it is only about energy. Spirit sees energy. Spirit and Gaia are allied together with your consciousness to then create energies that you want and manifest from what you produce. Sometimes events will take place on the planet which Gaia has produced, for instance, a volcano, a tsunami, that may take a great amount of human life. And in three dimensions, you would see this as sorrowful bad, if you wish, unpleasant, perhaps even untenable to your mind, which is based in love. And from spirit's point of view, what took place is an agreement. An agreement from those before they even came in, that they might be part of an event on the planet that would benefit the planet through what we would call enhanced compassion. And it did. And so here is an event caused by Gaia, not humanity, directly, that resulted in a compassion increase on the planet at the expense of hundreds of thousands of lives. How does spirit see that? It sees it as appropriate completion. And all of those who left the planet are back. <laughs> and their agreement was to come in for a short amount of time. Even the children, even the orphans, even the ones you cry over today are back. And on the other side of the veil, they were greeted with a party. Well done. For you just have advanced the timeline of the ascension of planet Earth. It's energy. When a human creates something, an event of their own doing, a terrorist, for instance, this is about free choice and the energy of the human being and what the result is, is what you have all chosen to participate in. And the lessons are laid. Therefore, spirit does not sit back and judge humanity. It only measures the energy that you create and tries to match it accordingly as you manifest it, for that is free choice.
difficult perhaps for you to understand but that is the mind of God that is so mysterious sometimes um, how can one learn to uh, tap into the Akashic record so to abstract extract things that can enhance their current life this of course is the mystery question it is the teaching of the day and also the teaching of the demarcation between the old and the new energy. It is new. And it's going to be taught for decades because of its complexity and yet it is so simple. We have given the expression before of what the process is and in review we tell you this, that your intent to do these things is the most powerful energy on the planet. For the intent of the human being that is pure is sacred and that is you're using the divine part of you, the God part of you, to begin that intent. It can't be casual. It cannot be as what we would call someone looking around trying to find something that works and so they will intend this one or that one. It isn't like shopping processes where you're going to look at this one for a while and cast it aside until something else works. That is not pure intent. It is something you're going to do with such commitment that you can already see the results of it as you commit to it. We described the human being jumping into the lake. They know about gravity. So as soon as they leave the bank of the lake, on their way into the lake, they know it's forever, they're going to get wet. <laughs> There's no going back. That's pure intent. They know what's going to happen when they jump. Now let me complete the metaphor. For you're about to jump in the lake by pulling upon the akash and a trust, not of something you want, the trust is in that which is your higher self or what my partner has called body intelligence innate to help you get what you need. So the first instruction is don't make up your mind what you're going to get. Number two, trust that whatever it is is going to happen. Number three, be pleased with what the choice is. <laughs> And number four, understand that as soon as you jump, as soon as you give the intent, as soon as this is seen by spirit as pure, that you're going to have help. And the one who then jumps into the lake is going to have help called gravity. <laughs> and it's going to pull them right into it no matter what. And it's the best metaphor we have. That's the help that you're going to get. It's going to happen. And so the hardest thing is how do you generate pure intent? How can you focus a quantum energy that you have not used much? And the answer is to try. And there will be some of you who start to understand as nothing happens that you're doing it incorrectly. And so you start to adjust that and understand Perhaps that your intent is not pure, perhaps you're afraid, perhaps you're not ready. 
All of those things will factor into it. But I want to give you the truth, and that is you are prepared. There, there is a part of your DNA that is now in a cooperative mode for this, and it wasn't a decade ago. So when you hit the trigger, it'll happen. There is no hand holding you back from our side of the veil. Do you understand this? Do not try it, think you failed because you're not worthy or because God says you're not ready. It has to do with your purity of request. And that's all I can give you, human being, at this moment. As things clear and processes are better known, there will be those, including my partner, who will be able to instruct you better on how to do this process called mining the Akash. Next question. What can we do to help clean the planet? I love the synchronicity here. If I could give in a list, perhaps, of what to do today for those here, the questions that are asked would have been the list. This is not something you expect. For in a linear fashion, doing anything for the planet Earth would be grandiose. And here's what you expect to hear, that you would get together with others so the light would be bright, and that would then affect others, and you'd have a bigger group and a bigger light, and that is not how it works. You're dealing with the quantumness of God, that is to say, rules of spiritual physics that do not fit into what you have in 3D. The very attribute of light that we constantly use as a metaphor is a multi-dimensional piece of matter. It does not operate or act in a three-dimensional manner. And neither does the answer to your question. For the true answer on how to help this planet the most is through individual action, one at a time. If you never join with anyone else, it won't matter. Here's what Spirit wants from you, and it's the most powerful tool you have. I want you to discover God inside. That's why this building was built. Do you understand this? There'll be other buildings like this. They don't have things to worship in here. Do you realize what happened in the old energy that we haven't discussed? That the old energy responsibilities we told you were that where you were fighting a battle between dark and light. Do you know what that resulted in? You gave away your power. You created masters. And he decided that they are the only answer. And so every kind of grouping that occurred that was spiritual had to have a master to worship. And you give your power to the master to save you. You understand what you've done. And now you turn a corner where it now becomes individual and you're the master. And it's about time you fell in love with yourself. 
And it's about time you took all of the energies that you've ever poured into any statue or any painting or any ex-master of this planet and understood that they're all back and in you. And so what you can do for the planet, dear one, is to resonate as the master that you are with your name on it. And that master, what does the master do? What do the past masters do? They radiated love. They were compassionate to others. They were at peace with themselves, in love with God every single step. And when that takes place in your life, the crystalline grid of this planet resounds with every footstep you take. And you go to work and you change the energy there. You go home, perhaps, to unbelievers and you change the energy there. And it doesn't matter who you come across and what they say, you are changing the energy where they are. And you got to see it in the masters that walk the earth one at a time. This is what you do. Right now, when you leave the room and you stand up and you go someplace, your footsteps are measured. For what you are today stays in the grid and then creates the energy quotient of tomorrow. You leave what you do today on the planet forever. That's how the planet vibrates different as you come and you go and you come and you go. And I'll tell you what you've been able to do so far is you have been able to beat up the dark. But past that, there's not been a lot of mastery. And that's what's next. That's what's next. So the answer to your question, whether it is environmental, whether it's spiritual, whether it's political, is claim the mastery which is you because the earth shifts and when it does all the things you're asking about even the 3D things start to move. One thing affects the other because you're here walking in light. How can we use um, the element of water and the vibration of sound to either raise our own awareness or conscious? Water is not a quantum energy. But it can be used with other quantum energies to create a quotient that you're asking about. So it's a complex answer. Sound is, believe it or not, a quantum energy if used correctly. Because sound has frequency and vibratory rate and those can be beat together with different sounds to create a quantum sound that you cannot hear. Sound has always been an instrument of quantum acceleration. So part of the question is answered this way. Use sound in an appropriate way in order to enhance that which is your own spiritual quotient. You can create energies in a room that are healing for you and others simply with sound. Lemurians did it. Now water is more complex, but it can be changed. <laughs> and part of the complement of changing water is what you're going to learn with magnetics that you don't know yet. 
Have you heard of those who can immerse themselves in water and have a healing in certain places on the earth? And you might wonder, how is this done? And what is the magic of an area where for centuries humans have been able to go into the water and some have come out cured? How would you explain that miracle? And so I invite the scientists to do a few flyovers and measure the magnetics of the earth because it is different under the water. <laughs> they haven't done that. And here is a secret. That you can affect water with magnetics in a way where it actually will enhance cellular structure both taken internally and also bathed in. And there's a reason why, and this one you will not understand, because water actually has a form of life in it, part of it. So does air, that is multidimensional. Do you realize the profundity of the question? For it opens that which is unexplainable to you, but an avenue of questions. Does it not create more questions than were answered? You're going to have a lot of this, dear one. Because coming your way will be unexpected processes involving common things of the planet. And then you're going to start to understand that when we tell you there was an advanced civilization 10,000 years ago that disappeared under the water, you'll stop thinking they had computers because they didn't. You're going to start understanding they were using sound and they were using water <laughs> to enhance their lives and live longer. It gave them a higher intelligence and it will with you and a higher wisdom factor and it will with you. It is the beginning of the processes that have been hidden. Inventions are coming and they will clump and group like all the other inventions on the planet when you are ready for this. We are telling you that the next 18 years may go by without much happening or they may go by with a lot happening. Depending upon your free choice and how you accelerate this energy and what you do with it. But it's coming. She's asked one question and I've answered another. I know that. But really, it answered it all. Where did she have the intuition to ask about things that are unknown, totally unknown? For she had a 3D idea that is turned now into a quantum solution. And that is the key. This is what spirit is going to start giving you, clues. And so before we say goodbye, for that was the last question, <laughs> we're going to ask you to rethink what you got a moment ago in a very, very short exercise where you were asked to come up with something. What else did you get that you didn't tell anybody about? Think about it. For when you open your intuition and give permission, the gravity begins <laughs> and some of you get wet, if you know what I mean. This is us, prepared and ready.
to take what you're giving and create it into something bigger than you expected. <laughs> Indeed. And so it is.